Welcome to the Cleveland Browns versus Philadelphia Eagles Fanatical Browns Tailgate Show, brought to you by the Fanatical Elves Network, and I'm your host tonight, along with Steve Gill and Elliot Cannell. We are hosting tonight. Uh, we are glad that you have joined us here on this live broadcast as we prepare for the Browns versus Philly game coming up in just a, a little bit over an hour from now. Um, we've got the, we might not have the starters playing tonight, but we do have a lot of things to talk about. A lot of guys that are in that second group coming in, some rookies tonight that we're going to be really watching. So again, welcome, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, we're part of the fans first sports network. And, uh, we have uh, Elliot Cannell here uh, over there down in the Dayton area. We got three guys on our network that live in the Dayton area. We got Elliot, we got Joel Cade, and we got uh, Rod Bloom, who does the Browns Blitz. Uh, Joel does the What the Elf Was That? And then Elliot now and Joel have the new Browniacs show. Yes. Yes. And then we've got Steve Gill up there who does his Dog Pound South show. Every brings it to you every Monday. Some great, great stuff. He's bringing a non sort of Cleveland perspective for us fans who are outside the Cleveland area. I lived in Kansas, Wichita, the Oz chapter of the Browns backers for 26 years. And Steve totally gets and understands, which I want to talk about the Browns backers here in a minute, but we are live and we are happy that you are here. Elliot, we'll start with you. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing okay. You know, I, I would have liked to have gone live at one of the Browns backers uh, uh, drinking establishments tonight. And I wasn't able to okay. because I tested positive for COVID today. So I had to cancel that plan. I'm just by myself so as not to expose any of our friends to this dread disease. I feel fine, uh, but Good. it's still, you know, a, a terrible disease. And somebody else who catches it might actually die from it. So I have to isolate. So here I am. Well, we are glad that you are here, and we're glad that you're sure. drinking your tea, mm. and uh, you're on your the road to recovery. You, I you feel look, fine. You look like I a dapper fine. Cleveland Browns. You know, you're Paul Brown. You're the intolerables or the untouchables. You're the um, no, look, Raiders of the Lost Ark um, guy. <laughs> so we're we're happy that you're here, uh, Steve. How are you tonight? Doing great. Down here in Nashville. Getting ready for Saturday night's big uh, uh, NSL uh, uh, league championship, uh, National oh. SC versus Miami. Lionel Ooh. Messi's coming to town. Ooh. Yeah, let me tell you, the city's been buzzing ever since uh, the match was set up. So uh, Giotis Park, which is where they play, will be sold out. Wow, that's Excellent. good. So we've got this game um, here in, in Philly coming up. And, you know, for all week, the Browns have been uh, practicing uh, with with the Eagles. They started Monday. They had a practice Tuesday. I think they did a little bit of something on Wednesday. And now they're a walkthrough. Walk through. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of, you know, we're, we're hearing, you know, starters aren't going to be playing. It's going to be the second teamers. We know Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be starting off as quarterback in the first half, Kellen Mond will play the second half. Josh Dobbs is not going to be quarterbacking. Part of the uh, hype or speculation, some people are really high on Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie, and, uh, you know, can he give – is he able to challenge – is he going to challenge Josh Dobbs for that number two quarterback position behind Deshaun? 
so let's start uh, just your overall takes as, as we get into the game tonight. Uh, we'll start down there with you, Elliot. How are you feeling about tonight? What are you looking for? And do you think Josh Dobbs has any chance of is in any risk of losing his backup role? Um, well, I, I think what I want to see is what kind of plays the Browns are running. Uh, I really challenge the notion that the Browns are going to open yeah. up the game for wide receivers with this new uh, Deshaun Watson's offense. I don't think that's really the case. That's not necessarily what he ran in Houston, where they had two running backs. In fact, there were two former Cleveland Browns running backs. Yes. Some of the best years that he had were with uh, uh, Duke Johnson and with uh, Carlos Hyde in the backfield, and they got almost as many yards as the Browns had with Kareem Hunt and a fellow named Nick Chubb. So uh, that offense worked pretty well for the Houston Texans because they were not as good as our guys, all right? They did not have the same talent level right. uh, in, in the running backs, but they still got a whole bunch of yards. So what I saw from reviewing the tape from the Washington yeah. game is that the Browns were playing their tight ends extensively, and they were doing pretty well with it. And in some cases, they played – as many as three tight ends in the same formation, one wide receiver, one running back. So right. I don't care. You know, some people are upset unless the wide receiver gets lots of yards and unless they throw bombs to the wide receivers. I don't care how they make yards. If they have great tight ends and they throw uh, passes to great tight ends, I'm totally cool with that. Some people are going to get upset unless they throw to wide receivers. And I think that's nonsense. Whatever works, do it. Yeah, and I think that the Browns do have talented tight ends. And if they want to throw to the tight ends and use the tight ends to block for Nick Chubb, I'm totally on board with that. Let Stefanski run his offense and quit whining about, I want to see wide receivers running deep patterns. That's what I want. Well, great. <laughs> That's by the way, that's exactly the same debate that they're having over in Baltimore where they want to see Odell Beckham Jr. make one-handed catches. I want to see one-handed catches. In fact, that's what the general manager is saying. That's why he made this crazy deal with Odell for $15 million that I would never would have made. Yeah. I don't know that that's a formula for success. We tried that in Cleveland and finally gave up on it. Right. Um, good luck with that, guys. I don't think that's a smart move. I think I'm totally happy with running over people, beating them up. Yeah, and winning games in the fourth quarter by attrition, mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent take. Who I'm exhausted, man. And I, I woo. yeah, well, okay, Steve. <laughs> same well, questions. Uh, same. What am I looking for? Yeah, and just you know, uh, I'm just looking for. Look, it's it's preseason. Okay, so, you know, I I know the Cleveland media up there is is making a ton about the lack of the long ball and, and all that crap. That, that's the reason I started my blog, so I can step away and, you know, I listen to it, I yeah. read about it. I think the media got a little bit uh, spoiled during OTAs and minicamps when Marquise Goodwin was running down the field, making a couple <laughs> big long ball sure. catches, and they were all going crazy during OTAs and, and mini camps yeah. and, and yeah. now they're not doing it. It's yeah. preseason. <laughs> Believe me, they were saying the same thing in, uh, in, in 2020. Yeah. Oh, you know, nobody plays the offense won't be ready. And we gave Kansas city 
everything they got in 20 the opening game in 2021 right oh absolutely i, mean, I was i was there i was there in yeah. person i the gate the browns so, the fan base in kansas city was in in shell shock i sat there that whole game and the browns should have won that game yes they should yes, have they won should've. that game they it's just august made some 17th. mistakes yeah it's august 17th <laughs> we're going into our third preseason game the Browns will play it close to the vest, be a lot of vanilla. I agree with yeah. Elliot. I rewatched the Washington game. They had a lot of, uh, they ran three tight end sets quite a bit. Mm. Fine. I'm good. No, with I that. said to Elliot, I don't off, care. But I said, okay, <laughs> I but care. I said, just get out of there with yeah, okay. no right. major injuries. So let me just switch gear. Well, let's continue this conversation about, you know, the team and players. Okay. So, I mean, none of us think that, you know, Josh Dobbs is at risk of losing his backup role. I don't think he's going to, I mean, it's an acute story that Dorian Thompson is Robinson's doing these things. And he's a, he's a little um, of, of a punk. Um, did you see him get, flip off the finger uh, to the uh, Washington bench the other night? I don't know if I anybody caught that he's a little bit of a baker he's a little bit of a baker mayfield uh you know manzel did that right so okay so the the other guy that's taught we're talking about and i want your take on this because i just think it's hilarious cade york okay cade york so cade you know he misses (laughs) i want to talk about the quarterback situation okay well we'll 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 come (laughs) we'll come right back and i'll let you get to that i wanted to throw this out there elliot you can you can um Comment on that too, and 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 the quarterbacks. Cade York, you know, has been missing some field goals and whatnot. And I'm I'm annoyed because not with Cade York, I'm annoyed with these people on social media because that's what I do. Um, you know, Tony Grossi. I know you guys follow him a little bit, and I know some of you, you like his stuff. And I've always respected the guy. I know he gets yes. a he gets a raw deal from a lot of people, especially younger. Browns fans who don't have not followed Tony for years, like like you and I, like we have. I mean, I've listened to Tony for decades. I mean, he's been on forever. Yeah. And and so I got really annoyed the other night when he's up there in the press box. They had some video of him watching Cade York, and he missed the field goal. And if you watch the clip, I mean, he he sort of chuckled about it. But it's what every one of us was doing, and people were giving him a lot of crap about it. And I was just like. Why are you like it's so manipulative and so you know minute how they how fan Browns fans like to get on the some angle? You know, we all do this, you know, we we follow, but with this whole situation with Cade York and then finding Tony Grossi giggling about it, something that all of us did when we were watching that and the guy missed the kick. I was going, Well, sh- what the hell? Like, he's got to <laughs> make the kick, you know, right. you know, we all did that and. So anyway, and then, you know, we come back to preseason now or the, this week and they're practicing and he went six for six. I don't know. I mean, I think personally that the kids got some mental things going upstairs. Uh, it's it's a pressure situation. So anyway, I want to talk about that and the quarterback situation. Ellie, go ahead. Well, I, I say this about uh, kickers. I compare this to the military where we were told in training that uh, we're going to put pressure on you. It's going to be artificial pressure. We aren't really going to shoot you or anything like that, but we're going to try to make you (laughs) feel uncomfortable because that's what is going to happen to you in an actual, you know, wartime situation. And you have to learn how to handle it. And so I have no problem at all with people making the kicker feel uncomfortable with bringing in competition for the kicker 
And I, I disagree with those that say that, oh, we don't want to hurt his feelings and we don't want him to feel the pressure of competition with another kicker. You know, yeah. by all means, bring in another kicker and put pressure on him because he has to learn to deal with pressure uh, mm -hmm. one way or the other. And so, uh, you know, they I agree with you. Tony Grossi should uh, definitely get a free pass and do whatever he wants. He's the dean yeah. of the football writers in this town. I'll never say a bad, well, I will say bad things about Tony, but in a uh, loving yeah, way, yeah. We, we need Tony Grossi in order to exist. Let's face it. Um, yes. Everybody should read Tony Grossi in order to understand what's going on with the Cleveland. Oh, Browns. he's, he's read always been. Day. Read our yeah. stuff too. Yes. Read Tony Grossi because he sets the baseline for. By the Cleveland way, sports. but I do want to throw this out to people that are listening and, um, did discover we're actually not live. We're recording this. So, uh, Stephen, uh, Elliot, we're going to get this off to the uh, fans before I, I, I pushed the wrong button. So, um, but beyond that, uh, we are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, and we are writing also. We also contribute to uh, – Steve does the Cleveland Sports Talk and his own blog. Elliot writes for Dog Pound Daily. But we also are starting to write for Fans First Sports Network. So some of us are gonna, going to be doing that, including myself. So be tuning into that. We have a website that for the fanatical or for the fans first sports network. So it's a national uh, website and it'll be easy to follow us and we'll get that up on social media platforms. Uh, Steve uh, questions on, you know, Cade York or did we already talk about? No, Cade York. And then the quarterbacks, if anything you want to share on that. Cade York too late to bring in competition should have done it at the beginning of training camp. It's way too late to do it. No kicker is going to come in here, come into Berea, and, mm. and, and know that they're going to eventually be cut. They're going to mm. want guaranteed money. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. They're going to ride this kid uh, all the way into the regular season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wish they had brought in competition at the beginning. That <laughs> would have been That would have been very nice, but it's too late. It's okay. not going to happen. As for Josh Dobbs, he's your number two. He's your number yes. two quarterback. You don't want uh, a rookie backing up Deshaun Watson. Now, I will give Dorian mm. Thompson around and credit for one thing. Mm -hmm. He does bring a spark to the offense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had 50 starts in college. Usually quarterbacks with that many starts yeah. are, are successful at the next level. He mm -hmm. seems to be getting the speed part of the NFL kind of down pat. Yeah, no. Quicker. So, yeah. I like yeah, that take. So, you know, you think about you think about comparing him to somebody like we watched and I don't know if either one of you had a chance to watch the Johnny Football Untold story yet on on uh Netflix, but you know, you look at Johnny and he played 2 years and then made it here to Cleveland. And so, you know, you're comparing Dorian Thompson Robinson who did he go all 4 years, right? Didn't he play all 4, right? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I think it was a 5-year starter. Yeah. I mean, it's so, a little different yeah. than doing something like now Brandon Whedon. Now that's another old uh, guy that we, <laughs> he was 35,000 years old when he started, but he, you know, <laughs> what did he play baseball and did some other stuff? And Oh yeah. Yeah. He was a baseball player. Yeah. So anyway, so, well, I think Dorian Thompson, I mean, so, I mean, we all I'm agree. looking forward to tonight and seeing. Oh, me too. Yeah. Starting so in, let's in a talk hostile about, environment. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I disagree with, uh, with your, assessment. Ah! And the reason is 
that there's a rule change. <coughs> we all caught at the same time. Yeah, and the rule change is that um, you're allowed to have a um, a third string quarterback. Yeah. That comes on the field, um, you know, as your emergency quarterback. So, um, and well, wait, and but even that you can have a third quarterback on the practice squad and use him as a uh, temporary promotion. Okay. And, and yeah, that's what I really intended to say. Yeah. And so you could have, you could cut um, Josh Dobbs if you believe that nobody would claim him on waivers and you could keep him on the practice squad and you could promote him three times and use him as the backup without having him on the 53-player roster. Why is it three times? Because that's the limit. That you can bring him up from the practice squad? Yeah, and then on the fourth okay. week, then you have to make the decision whether you're going to give him an actual promotion or not. But if you were you wanted to have an extra roster spot and you were pretty sure that nobody was going to claim him as mm -hmm. a – backup quarterback you mm. could take a chance and uh and waive him mm -hmm. expose him to waivers put him on the practice squad mm -hmm. and yet uh put him on the field as mm -hmm. the uh temporary promotion from the practice squad three mm -hmm. weeks and mm -hmm. um have him be the backup quarterback for real mm. and wow. so i think he might not make the 53 player roster out of summer camp okay still be the well, second string quarterback the only problem with that is um you have a 16-man practice squad and six of those players um can have two or more years of service time that means 10 of them are rookies or one-year players so mm -hmm. which six players with two uh, years or more mm -hmm. of NFL experience, are you going to put on the practice squad? I don't know, uh, but one of them. I would, would be think the that I would think an offensive lineman like a Gossett or a West Martin might be a little bit more important than trying to sneak Josh Dobbs onto the practice squad. They're going to carry no, 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 three no. quarterbacks. The quarterback is the most important. Years. He is the most number one important guy. To, they can uh, carry. They can carry all three, uh, and then. Dorian Thompson Robinson on game day won't count towards the 48 man, you know, game. Oh, so the game roster is only 48. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. See, I yeah. learned something tonight. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they want receiver. I don't think they want Dorian uh, to be the actual uh, second string guy, but he would be the third string guy that could be activated if the first two guys get injured under the yeah. new rule. So let's let's um so the game tonight just I want to look forward just a little bit not too much but we're talking about the game tonight it's coming up here in about an hour less than an hour so we're going to be on just for a few more minutes and then we're going to let everybody get to watch the game hopefully you're having a great tailgate the gate hopefully everyone's having a great tailgate tonight and enjoying uh listening to us um so after this game the Browns then play next week again against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I believe it's a Saturday or Sunday that they play. Saturday, uh, Saturday, one o'clock Eastern, I believe. So I'm assuming that that game is going to be nationally televised somewhere. Uh, NFL Network. Hmm. So the Browns, you know, have been practicing with Philly. They've now uh, they're playing tonight Thursday, so they have a long time. I don't know what exactly the training camp schedule is going to look like. Then they go out to Kansas City. They play on Saturday at one o'clock. Correct. So are we expecting because we have a then we have a two week window until the Browns officially play week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. Will we see Deshaun Watson? Will we see the starters? Will we see someone like Nick Chubb play in that game? Uh let's I have, start, yeah. I, have uh, I have heard that Deshaun Watson will play a half. I don't know okay. how reliable that is, okay. but because of that layoff. You talked to Deshaun staff, himself. I'm hearing the starters are going to play quite a bit in the first half. Yeah, Excellent. they often they often play uh, a half and then play one series in the second half. It's typical. Yeah, usually so they plan. can do the uh, halftime adjustments. Yeah. I don't know if okay. they're going to do that. That would be a wise thing to do. Uh, but let's see what happens. You know, Andy Reid Andy plays Mahomes all the time in preseason. So you might as well, you know, roll I the dice. Was- let's go. I thought it was funny, Elliot, the other night when I listened to, by the way, Elliot and um, Joel had their, an extra, uh, what the elf was that episode. And they had a gentleman by the name of Ed Kranz, Kranz, Cracks, yes. mm-hmm. um, from the Philadelphia Eagles SI Sports Illustrated. It was a fantastic interview. If you get fantastic. a chance to go back and listen to it on the Fanatical Elves Network, you can just uh, go on Apple or Spotify, type in Cleveland Browns Podcast, and boom, we're, we come up, Fanatical Elves Network. You can Google us. Um, anyway, the show is cool, and um, they now I lost my train of thought. We were talking about <laughs> the, the game. Got derailed, uh, some, didn't it? I know you were – oh, I know what it um, – well, wait. Um, what are we looking forward to? What are we looking forward to? Elliot? What am I looking forward to? Well, sure. I'm look. I I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of plays they run. I mentioned uh, that I think that mm-hmm. we we should look at the formations that they run, how many tight ends there are. I also wanted to mention mm-hmm. that uh, you know there's this legend that we're going to throw all kinds of uh, bombs to Elijah Moore, but what I saw was that they're uh-huh. really lining him up in the backfield as a running back, and then they're throwing short passes to him. Yeah. And he's running behind a convoy of big guys as blockers. So that's how they're using mm-hmm. their tight ends yeah. as blockers for him. Let and me he's ask you. running behind yeah. all these monsters. It's like tank warfare out there. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just want to step in here, too. I want to mention this guy because I know Steve loves this guy, and I'm going to let Steve talk about him more. But I I love this Austin Watkins pickup. Oh, yeah. I, oh. I, just, I just think – I'm telling you right. I think that he could be the real deal, and I would love – for the Browns to figure out a way to pick him up. I get annoyed with the Browns because sometimes I think they know, they think they know everything better than us, us, which they do. But um, regardless, you know, you I see some so. of these stories, you see some of these stories in preseason. We've talked about some players in the past in the uh, preseasons in the past that we thought, okay, maybe this guy would make it. And then we find out that it gets cut. I think that Austin Watkins, I love the kid's size. I think he's, 6162 he's a little taller than your traditional guy you know uh, I like that size and I love the speed and I just think that he playing in the UC USFL and playing where he did in college 
I just, you know, looking at his stats, seeing how he did things in the past, I just think this is a great opportunity. I think Cleveland would really be smart to at least give this guy an opportunity. I don't know. So, Steve? Well, um, if they put uh, Marquise Goodwin on the non-injured football list, um, I, I've always maintained that they're going to keep six wide receivers. You know, they can slot him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem with that is can he return kicks and punts? Yeah. Because that's usually what they're going to save their six guy for. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I love the kid. He came out of nowhere. I, I'm interested tonight in seeing if they play the new running back, Jordan Wilkins. I want to see how he does. Yes. Also, Elliot brought uh, the tight end up last week, um, Mitchell Padden. Yes. He had a great game against Washington. And and now that we find out that Harrison Bryant has a health issue, not an injury, health issue, and it seemed to have disappeared, I think Mitchell Patton has a good shot if he has a really what, good game. What, what's he, going on he, there? That's new new news to me. I, I haven't oh, been. He, he uh, came back from West Virginia. I think he was working on the side the first training camp, and now he's disappeared. And every mm. time the, the coach is asked, he said he has a health issue. So mm. this is a perfect opportunity for Mitchell Patton to, to step up. He had a great game against Washington. Well, Harrison Bryant just got married. I'm well, kind of sad. What's that got to do with anything? I don't know. I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm sad. You know, it was a nice story. I know it's a nice story, but he has a health <laughs> issue. I, I hope he's doing well. I hope he I doesn't do have too. some serious COVID you know, or something like that. that or, you know, well, you think about it. I mean, just we don't know. You know, I got to share this. And I know this isn't football related, but a lot of people know if you have followed my podcast, The Johnny Cleveland Show, over the years and part of the Fanatical Elves Network now, that one of the things I talk about is my, my side gig. Well, this is my side gig. But my other side gig would be that I, I'm a school counselor by day. And um, we had a, our, we have a new superintendent in the school district that I work in. And he talked a lot about stories and telling stories and how people relate to, you know, people talk about their, we all have our own story. We all want to belong. And this is part of what I do as a, in my other profession. So I just think it's interesting because, you know, we talk about the Browns and we talk about Harrison Bryant right now in medical condition. We don't know, but you know, Stefanski over the years has really built this sort of thing with his players and where they share you know, back in West Virginia, they talked about that. I forget what they call it, but, you know, they certain number of players, you know, share out their stories and, and their background. I just think it's a it's a cool concept. That's one of the reasons why I really do respect Kevin Stefanski. Um, but I will say this, too, about Stefanski. Not, I'm throwing uh, everybody for a loop here. But, uh, Elliot, when you were speaking to the Philadelphia Eagle beat writer the other day, it was interesting because, you know, Stefanski grew up in Philly. A lot of people might not know that. And he went to Penn and he was a very astute guy, but even the Philly beat writer talked about how Stefanski can be sort of a certain, I call it, you know, um, uh, steady Eddie. He doesn't like to give a lot of, you know, information with his pressers and he can be hard to kind of, you know, we're always trying to guess what he's exactly thinking. So. Uh, not sure where I was going with all that, but I know we're talking about Harrison Bryant. Hopefully Harrison Bryant is good. And um, I hope to hear Harrison Bryant is expected back at practice 
within the next day or so, according to CBS. Oh, okay. Well, right, cool. There you go. There you there go. You go. Breaking news. All right. Breaking so final. News. You heard let, it let's, here first. Let's do five. Elliot. Final thoughts before we leave you guys tonight, because we're we're approaching kickoff. We want to po- get this out on our social media platforms. We're on X. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And please, please, please. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to iHeartRadio, follow us, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, and you will never miss a show. We bring you shows every week. These guys, Steve and Elliot, Joel and Rod, bring shows every week, every day. You will not miss anything, any updated news. We are here for you, and we're only going to get bigger and stronger, and we have really exploded our, our downloads are continuing to go up every month. We've just been, we're 30, 40, 50% over. And that's thanks to you guys who are tuning in, clicking, listening to us every week. We appreciate you guys. Yes, we're a bunch of, you know, we're, we're not the young guns. We're not, you know, you know, but, but we, we bring a lot of that spirit. We know what it's been like to be a Browns fan for decades and, and we have a lot of fun talking about it. And we, we're always hoping for that Super Bowl. So join us. Listen to the Fanatical L's Network. Uh, final takes. Let's start with you, Elliot. I think that the Browns are going to carry four tight ends um, rather than <laughs> seven wide receivers. I like that. Harrison Bryant. Hopefully he'll be back. He'll, he'll Steve, be back. Steve. I think they're going to carry three and six wide receivers, 10 offensive linemen, three running backs, and three quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I, I have stayed with that, and I will, I will not budge off of it. I'm looking forward to seeing how the young offensive linemen do against uh, Philly's number two defensive line. Their number two defensive line could start for some teams in the NFL right now. They are deep and talented. This um Man, we'll see Greedy Williams again. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, Greedy yeah. Williams. He might be struggling to make the team, right? Tonight. That's what yeah, I heard from the Philly probably guy. Probably starting tonight. The um the uh Dewan Jones, before we leave, I just love this guy. He's huge. It, every time I watch him, I think I'm watching the blind side movie. And um <laughs> speaking of the blind side, holy cow, have you seen all this? Stuff in the news this week. I mean, it's been nuts with the whole blindside uh, story and, you know, the guys suing the family that raised him because it wasn't an official adoption. And No, it was a conservatorship. A conservatorship, yeah. When, and, when he was 18. And then both sides now, Britney the family. And, and, you'll, you'll, and you'll so the families come back and said that, well, they tried to sue us and ask us for, or before the suing, asked us for $15 million. I don't know. The guy's 37 years old. I, I, I'm like, I don't know who to believe. I'm sad because, you know, I watched that movie, and I watch it now, and I'm like, you know, I like that movie. And now it's kind of ruined it for me. I don't know about you guys, but. You don't care. Okay. I don't. <laughs> Anyhow, I just think DeWan Jones, I enjoy watching the guy. The guy's ginormous. That video of him guarding against the one guy from Philly, the the uh, all-pro. Uh, there was some video out there at, at camp yeah, this day week. day one. That was just fantastic. I just yeah. – I thought I was watching him against a bunch of high school guys. So it's fantastic. And he stood right. up for Demetric Felton when he got a cheap shot. So yes. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Also, I noticed last week that when Nick Harris came in and played center, Luke Whipler was playing guard. 
You mentioned that, yes. <laughs> Left guard. So I, I like to see that. That's that awesome. Means they're, they're still tinkering with the ideas of the uh, number two line. So I like it. I'm going to watch right. which offensive linemen play and when they play. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Part of the uh, Fanat- we had the Fanatical Browns tailgate show. Browns versus Philly. Go Browns! Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you on the other side. Take bye bye. Go Browns. Uh-huh. Go Browns. Here we go, brownies. Here we go.